Author John DiGirolamo joins us to discuss his new book about how to protect your kids from internet predators. I'm Sarah Carter on the latest Sarah Carter Show. I'll also explain how the invasion at our southern border is getting much worse really quickly. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a one 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana. They are arriving in record-breaking numbers. Two million this year. Masses of migrants, families, children clinging to their mothers. Forging rivers with little but the clothes on their backs. Roughly 2,500 migrants have crossed into El Paso every day this week, pushing the state to the brink. And that's before Title 42 is set to expire, when the Department of Homeland Security predicts the numbers along the southern border will swell to 18,000 a day. Yeah, that's we'll, we'll see what happens. And if you're a news junkie, or and for me, this is... How I pay the bills, <laughs> getting behind a microphone. That's the voice of Martha Reddits, and man, she's been talking a lot about the board. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show for a pre-Christmas Monday. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, and Lord willing, the, the plan, if we can make sure we pay the light bill around here, get all the computers connected, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll be with you, and then we get other friends and family joining us uh, for the rest of the week. In the meantime, from my family... To everybody out there tuning in on the Dana Show, Merry Christmas to you. You guys be safe on the road. Yeah, Martha Raddatz uh, hitting the immigration pinata really, really hard right now. This is a, a big week. Now, come Wednesday, this um, this uh, Title 42 thing that allows Border Patrol to send back in the single digits, percentage-wise, you know, of the thousands of people that cross the border illegally every single day. The Border Patrol is able to send back in, in single digits percentage, like 7 8%, maybe 5%, send a few folks back to Mexico because of Title 42, the health policy from Health and Human Services. Donald Trump enforced that. It used to be Title 8, it used to take longer, but now Title 42 because of COVID, send them back. This, not, this is not a way to properly manage border security, but hey, you got to work on something because Congress, over multiple administrations, Congress has failed to act and fix immigration policy, namely the whole asylum thing. That's what they're taking advantage of. These folks that are crossing the border illegally, taking advantage of asylum, crossing, saying, credible fear, credible fear. They've been, they've been trained by the cartels that are making money hand over fist and telling them where to cross and what to say, you know, sit down with your family group, send your kids uh, by themselves, and you'll be able to say you're a family group, your little kid, you can cross on your own, no matter what age, you'll be able to stay. But 
It's single adults. And single adults from certain countries, I don't have the list in front of me, but only single adults from certain countries, Title 42, Border Patrol, with this final policy, this 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 final opportunity for them to send somebody back, they'll, they'll send all adults back to Mexico. Well, they know that Title 42 is going away, and Wednesday's the day it's supposed to go away. And I got one congressman, I'm going to share that conversation, Tony Gonzalez from West West Texas. I'll share the conversation with you in just a little bit. Stick around for what he had to say. He's saying that there are thousands of illegal immigrants that are staging on the Mexican side, especially across from El Paso. Martha Raddatz mentioned El Paso. That there are thousands of illegal immigrants. They crossed once. They were caught, single men, single women, thrown back by Border Patrol to Mexico. You know, to wait for Title 42 on that side. Just, you know, you can't come back, can't come back in because, you know, COVID. Well, COVID's over. It's been over. Even Joe Biden said it's over. So this policy thing, this health policy, this is a, a desperate attempt to, to try to send someone back. In the meantime, they've been waiting on that side. they got nowhere else to go. <laughs> what? They're going back to the misery and crime and poverty of their home country, whichever one that might be that's not on the you know, non-Title 42 list. They're going to wait it out, knowing that under Joe Biden... Joe Biden will find a way for them. And West Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez was sharing that with me. Now, I'm going to share with you that conversation in about 30 minutes. I hope you can stick around because it's quite informative and eye-opening and it's always educational. And uh, the White House says that they have some backup plan. Department of Homeland Security said they have some backup plan. Title 42 is lifted on Wednesday. If true, if we'd have thousands of people on the other side of the river, the other side in Mexico, waiting to cross. On a week where, when temperatures are supposed to be in the single digits in some parts of Texas, West Texas, North Texas, the panhandle. Man, we're looking at a potential deadly situation. Well, you think those folks are sitting around on the Mexican side listening to the Dana show or watching the news or... I know some of them, a lot of them, for some reason, I thought they were, like, really, really poor. But for some reason, a lot of these people have, like, really, they have smartphones, and they're connected to the Internet. Okay, well, I'm sure those folks are the ones that are seeing the forecast coming in. You got folks in El Paso, the mayor out there, and folks at the county in West Texas, El Paso. They're looking for more buildings, more warehouses, something. They're declaring an emergency in West Texas to house some of these people, put them somewhere because temperatures are going to drop single digits. I think uh, Dallas is, you know, from West Texas, from El Paso all the way to Dallas, Texas is huge. Now that's, man, that's, what would that be? The San Antonio's about, oof, easily. That, that's got to be like 10, 12-hour drive. But either way, on, um, on the positioning of the map, it's pretty much on the same place, Dallas, El Paso, where it's far north enough, where north enough, where the cold weather is going to hit these folks, and we have a dangerous situation developing right now. What the backup plan is? What, what has it been to to this point with the Biden administration? It's pretty much been nothing. A open border, like no plan. I guess saying that they have no plan. <laughs> That's the plan, right? It's keep things open, keep the border open, let everybody in. That's the plan. It's it's like saying that reminds me of one of those one of those funny memes. Um, what is it? I, uh, they they keep saying I need to get in shape, right? Well, round is the shape. 
I'm already in shape. Ron is a, it's like having no plan is a plan for the White House. So anyway, I got a couple of conversations I, I want to share with you today. One from Tony Gonzalez from West Texas. And earlier this morning, I spoke with Brandon Judd. You've heard him before. He's with the National Border Patrol Office. That's coming up. I do believe we're going to position that one for the third hour of the Dana Show. Hey, if you want to say hi um, online, you have any questions or comments, observations, it's all welcome. I've been trying to do a lot more of the Twitter thing. And thanks to the Dana, I've been connecting with a few more of y'all tuning in to the Dana Show. It's at Sergio Talk, at Sergio Talk, at Sergio Talk. If you want to say it in, in Espanol, my email is Sergio at KURV.com. Meantime, as we're saying all this nasty weather moving across the country, you guys be careful out there. AAA saying 113 million folks traveling this holiday season, and all of them hitting the road today. You guys better hit the road early if you're going to see family members or grandma, because I think midweek is the dangerous point. Already in the nation's midsection, we got some nasty, nasty storms. Got a little headline buried on that one here in a second. 113 million people traveling for the Christmas weekend. That's folks going 50 miles or more away from home. And that's for this coming Friday. We got some nasty, nasty weather on the way. You you might want to leave early. And, and check this out. The weather's so nasty. Atmosphere's so ginned up right now with cold air, super, super duper cold air meeting up with hot air in many parts of the country. We're getting reports of really nasty turbulence from a distance. There was one flight, there were actually two flights that made the news this past weekend. Dozen people injured, overnight flight from Brazil to Houston. And I think it's likely when they got closer to the U.S., closer to Houston, United Airlines saying 15 people hurt when the plane experienced unexpected turbulence from that flight that originated in Brazil and Rio de Janeiro. A couple of passengers, several crew members taken to the hospital. It was that bad. People hitting their heads, just thrown like little rag dolls hit the top of the top of the plane. This comes after at least 36 folks were injured following turbulence on a Hawaiian Airlines flight from Phoenix to Honolulu. That flight hit severe turbulence 30 minutes before landing. Some passengers sent flying from their seats. You taking an airplane, you traveling to go see a family, you flying, don't forget, keep your seat belt on at all time. Might be uncomfortable, maybe you're a little extra rotund in the midsection like, like I am. I have a lot of respect for turbulence. And uh, just keep that seatbelt on in case you're traveling. Meantime, that very strong winter storm. Again, this is the Monday broadcast of the Danish show. I know some of y'all carry the show a little later on in the evening or maybe later in the week. But we got a strong winter storm hitting the Christmas week. Powerful system, northeast, mid-Atlantic, holiday weekend expected to snow, rain, high winds. Super-duper Arctic blast, sub-zero temperatures, wind chill, central U.S., up in Montana, it's always cold, of course. 30 below, they say. High plains, 30, 60 below. All I know from my perspective here in deep South Texas, here in deep South Texas, this is where you guys up in the Midwest escape to. Many of y'all, y'all, when you reach a certain age, you know, north of 65, um, you know, retirement age, more than likely you're going to be pressured by friends and family to buy an RV and come drive all the way down to 
the tip of Texas, that's where I'm at, tip of Texas, all the way down here. We call them winter Texans. Other people lovingly refer to them as snowbirds. But this is where people escape. We're going to be in the 20s down here towards the end of the week. North of us, where Dana is at, her home is in Dallas, which is, you know, reasonable drive time is nine hours. It's actually, if, if, I were, if I were to make sure I dispose of all bodily, unnecessary uh, bodily liquids, as, you know, go to the restroom and don't eat anything or drink anything for seven and a half hours, I'd make it to Dallas from McAllen in about seven and a half hours. But I got to stop. And, you know, we got Bucky's here in Texas. You know, everybody loves Bucky's. You got to buy those little Bucky balls and those, like, 80-ounce drinks and all the snacks and barbecue sandwiches. It's Texas. So easily nine hours. So in this, the southernmost, as I refer to it, the southernmost suburb of Dallas, which is where I'm at, McAllen Browns, right on the Mexican border, right on the pretty close to the river, um, it's going to be in the 20s, maybe upper teens, maybe. And up in North Texas, where Dana is at, we're going to see a... A real test of the Texas power grid. Remember that big power outage a couple years back? <laughs> Forced me here at the studio to come into the studio and broadcast for Dana for an extra two, three days during the holiday. See, it was Actually, it was February, right? It was like a February storm blast. Knocked out almost the entire grid of the state of Texas. We were on generator. We were barely hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Here at KURV, but enough to connect up to Radio America and broadcast the, the Dana show. Well, we're going to have quite a test of the grid. It's going to be at least at least five. At least it'll be above zero in North Texas, but they're going down to about five, six, four, five, six degrees overnight. It's probably like Thursday or Friday. It's going to be a huge test of the Texas power grid coming up at the end of, of this week. And we got lots of information. J, uh, the J6 committee uh, is coming to an end. You know, the partisan anti-Trump, you know, bring charges against Donald Trump no matter what we have to do. That's coming to an end. Elon Musk, he seems to be running his corporation, his Twitter company, like some of these Democrat politicians running everything based on a poll. We'll talk about that and lots of more information of the day. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. And for Dana, you want to say hello online on Twitter. It's at Sergio Talk. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing is actually free. Other mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. Now with Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get that iPhone 14 or 14 Pro that you've been eyeing interest-free without the games and with no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider with nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our god-given rights and freedoms patriot mobile also offers a performance guarantee so if you're not happy with your coverage you can switch to any of the three major carriers they provide for free simply visit patriotmobile.com dana or call their 100 us-based customer service team at 972 patriot get free activation today with offer code dana that's patriotmobile.com dana or call 972 patriot Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. News and information on the Dana Show. You need to know, amigo. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Sergio Sanchez. 
in for my friend Dana today, Lord willing, tomorrow, probably Wednesday as well. Reporting to you from the Dana Show, Southern Command in the Rio Grande Valley, Texas, specifically studios of KURV in McAllen, Texas. And if you want to say hello, it's at Sergio Talk on Twitter and Sergio at KURV.com. And I better say it in Spanish because, man, I get all sorts of grief from my family here in South Texas. Mm, who do you think? Who do you think he's? Sergio at KURV.com. It's only one R. Hey, stick around and get some good conversations with you. You need to take in. Oh, and by the way, I need to repeat. Nasty, nasty cold weather. I know you guys in the Midwest, you're used to it. But here in Texas, we're not. Southwest, we're not. You guys in the South, I know you're not. So if you're going to leave to Grandma's house to go see friends, you better leave, like, mm, today, tomorrow. Because Wednesday, Thursday, all that nasty cold stuff, it crosses the uh, nation's midsection. So I'm going to share with you a conversation with West Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez in just a little bit. And also going to help out our veteran family, Captain Dean Wagner, coming up later in the program with AuthenticallyAmerican.us, making clothes. Yeah, textile manufacturing in the U.S. All right, Steve, well, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Formerly known as Fiat Chrysler, it's now known as Stellantis. All I know, it's a bunch of Chrysler cars and Fiat cars. So they've got Takata airbag issues again. Automaker Stellantis saying a third person has recently died after a Takata airbag exploded during a crash. You got one of these Chrysler vehicles, go back to the dealership and check online to see if you've affected by this. Let's see what else is here. Oh, and soccer fans wanting Leo Messi's jersey ahead of the World Cup on Sunday. They were all out of luck. They say Adidas said they sold out of all of Messi's jerseys worldwide. They're making some more. You're listening to The Dana Show from South Texas. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. And I want to talk about some anecdotal evidence about the lack of medicines like children's Tylenol, amoxicillin. You say the supply is out there, manufacturing is out there, and you're going to work to get that supply into pharmacies. How do you do that? Are people hoarding? No, so here's what's happening. Um, We constantly, FDA, uh, the health department, constantly track supply, making sure that manufacturing is going well, that the distribution is going well. Right now, manufacturing is going 24-7. Supply is good. Demand is unprecedented for all the reasons you laid out. We have more RSV, flu, COVID out there. So that demand, that increased demand, is what is causing at moments. Welcome to the Dana Show. 
I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana and Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, by the way. I drove by Temple last night here in North McAllen and it was packed over at Temple. Yes, uh, day one for Hanukkah as well. Yeah, that was the voice of Dr. Ashish Jean. I think Steve told me last time that I think this is the doctor who will take over for Dr. Fauci over at NIH pretty soon. Uh, his comments on big demand, now that you're traveling, you're going to you know, get aboard a plane and get people to breathe on you and go see grandma and go see family here pretty soon. Chances are you're coming back after Christmas, after New Year's with something. RSV, flu, COVID, whatever it is, you're coming back with some. Lots of kids being affected of late, and it seems that there's a run on antibiotics, amoxicillin, you know, the, the, uh, the Z-Pack as well, nationwide shortage of some of these antibiotics, antibiotics for bacteria, and just, I'm thinking the, the run on it, and lots of, you know how it is when you got kids, it's like, I, I was telling my son, my 15-year-old, man, I loved it when you were a bald little dude. You were two years old, no hair, and you were just so fun, and I loved your giggles. I'm, the only thing that scared me about little kids, and he told me, yeah, is I couldn't talk. Absolutely. Because when they get sick, they can't tell you what's going on, what hurts. They're just, wah, 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 crying. And then you take them to the doctor, you take them to urgent care, and they notice some redness up their nose or maybe some redness in their ear. Uh, they do a test to see you know, what type of, you know, they're running a swab to see what, they don't find any bacterial infection. But still, you know it. Mama bears and papa bears going, oh, I want whatever medicine. I know it's, it's not, you know, it's not a bacterial infection. Doctor telling me it's a viral infection. I don't care. I want you to give me some antibiotic. I bet you that's what it is. Parents nationwide demanding some type of antibiotic for something that's not even bacterial. That's why we have such high demand at the moment. Which let me sidebar quick mention. Um, I haven't heard much about this. Have you? And I'm paying attention to the, to the news all the time. I don't think lawmakers in D.C. have made enough of a stink that some of these supplies and some of the manufacturing of some of the fever reducers and antibiotics are still based where? Across the pond, that big old Pacific pond of China. They're still, we're still too dependent. The medicine, the fever reducer, the antibacterial, that supply chain is still too dependent on China. Man, you talk about this little RSV and COVID and flu outbreak, all these viral infections and doctors being pressed by parents to give them you know, some of these antibiotics, irrelevant antibiotics. Manufacturing needs to be based over here in the U.S. I, I, hope, I hope we go with the program. Uh, another medical note that I saw was interesting. Growing number of parents opposed to vaccine requirements for public schools. New Kaiser Family Foundation, 35% of parents saying it should be up to mom and dad to determine if the kids get vaccinated for whatever. Measles, mumps, rubella, much less COVID, right? The number, it's 35% now. The number was 23% in 2019 before the pandemic. And as I mentioned at the start of the program, Title 42, the health-based policy, Title 42, that returned very few, like in the single digits percentage-wise, single digit percentage, sent back some illegal aliens to Mexico because, you know, COVID, we don't want COVID coming in. Governor Greg Abbott saying that 
the influx of illegal immigrants at our border here in Texas. It's a health issue, no one getting checked for COVID or anything else. So Governor Abbott, among those trying to keep Title 42 in place, because he, he doesn't want the extra flood. I, I don't want the extra flood of illegals crossing the border at El Paso. Midweek with Title 42 lifting. We haven't heard yet from the White House what Plan B is. They say if they have a Plan B, I don't believe it. I think it's do more of the same, which is nothing. Either way, let me share with you a conversation I had with somebody who's on the front lines of this, our West Texas Congressman, Tony Gonzalez. I spoke with him a few days back to get a status report. Go ahead, steve Tell me, Congressman, how you doing? Eagle Pass, Del Rio, and even El Paso. I saw some video and pictures coming in from El Paso of people staging and people crossing, and mm-hmm. it looks like it's messy right now. So what's going on? Yeah, so uh, any community that lives along the border, uh, this isn't a new topic for us. Uh, immigration, legal or illegal, uh, is not a new topic. We've dealt with this time and time again, but it's never been like this. This is historic, and uh, right now, you know, we've got, uh, there's estimates of over 50,000 migrants staging on the other side of the river, re- waiting for Title 42 to go away. We're not out of the woods yet. I mean, matter of fact, this is just starting. The other part that I want to bring up, the exact same thing happened in Del Rio a year ago. There were thousands of Haitians under a bridge, and then they ended up closing the bridge. I would not be surprised if the bridge between Juarez and El Paso gets closed at some time when this crisis hits a peak. And as you know, that bridge, I mean, those are the people that are coming over legally. That's the legal commerce. That's the legal trade. We want that. We want to encourage that. And, and so what's, what ends up happening is this border crisis is now impacting Americans and American interests due to the crisis. Could you explain to working people how Title 42, it doesn't send or keep everyone in Mexico. It doesn't send everybody back. How is it being presently applied where a certain percentage volume of folks who cross the border illegally or either being sent back or prevented from crossing. How is it being applied right now? And when's the date that it's supposed to be lifted? And maybe, as you said, the 50 some odd thousand people staging in Juarez might cross over all at once or over a few days. Yeah, December 21st, Title 42 going away. And essentially what Title 42 is, it allows Border Patrol to expel someone from the United States who's entered the country illegally within hours. Before Title 42, there was Title 8 was the predominant U.S. code that was used. And the difference between Title 42 and Title 8 is essentially it takes Title 8 someone days to get processed and to get expelled from the country. Title 42, you can do it near immediately. So that alleviates a lot of stress when you have high numbers of what we're seeing. Border Patrol can immediately expel these people, and that's helpful and alleviates some of the stress. But without repercussions, it just continues to happen. At the end of the day, I have pushed for what is called repatriation flight, which means if a person does not qualify for asylum, you don't send them back to Mexico so that way they can just try to come over illegally again. You send them back to their country of origin, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, wherever it is. When that happens, the crisis immediately goes away. I go back to Del Rio a year ago where we saw these Haitians under a bridge. We saw thousands of Haitians, and then all of a sudden it was gone, right? What happened? Part of what happened is is uh, CBP, <laughs> yes. Customs and Border Patrol, started flying people via repatriation flights back to their country of origin. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, back to Haiti, but they yeah. didn't come from Haiti. They were living in Venezuela or in Central America. They saw an open-door opportunity under Biden. They came here. They crossed at Del Rio, 
and were flown back to Haiti. They didn't want to go back to yeah. Haiti. <laughs> they already had a life in Central yeah, America that, or South America. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a bad deal for them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the word got out, hey, the United States is wide open. And they're going, well, I'm in Chile, but you know what? Well, let's make it to the United States. <laughs> and then there was a cutoff, basically. And then when the word got out that they're, hell, they're flying us back to Haiti, all of a sudden people stopped coming. There has to be some repercussions for actions. Otherwise, you're only going to see. And the reason why they sent them back to Haiti these people that were living, living abroad, mostly in Central and South America, they had ditched all of their paperwork. They had gotten rid of their passports. They had gotten rid of their work visas. And they essentially said, hey, we're coming we're, we've been coming from Haiti due to fear. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we're sending you back to Haiti. They're like, whoa, I've been living in Chile. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Well, that solved that problem. My guest, Congressman Tony Gonzalez, Republican, West Texas, all the way to areas near San Antonio. And he covers a huge swath of West Texas. And Del Rio, El Paso, Eagle Pass, these seem to be the favorite ports of entry or points of entry because they're not using the ports. They're crossing the border illegally near those areas right now. When you were explaining to me, Congressman, this Title 42 allows Border Patrol to expel, immediately expel some of the illegal immigrants, illegal aliens. Is it single men, single women, families? Because they could easily say, Credible fear, credible asylum, 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 and then they get to stay. So, so how does this work? Is it yes. s- certain demographics? No, you, you're you're right, and and, and essentially the cartels, uh, they they adapt to our laws, and they will brief people ahead of time. Hey, say this, say that, uh, and 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 right now because there are really no repercussions other than than somebody getting expelled to Mexico in most cases. They work around it. So right now, Title 42 doesn't apply to families, doesn't apply to unaccompanied children. It's why we've seen so many unaccompanied children. I'm talking tens of thousands of unaccompanied children. It's because that's the word is, hey, you come over unaccompanied and HHS will have you in custody for 20 or so days and then they'll release you. So right now, it's predominantly single adult males that are getting expelled via Title 42. But here's, here's a real key that no one's really talking about. In order for that to take place, there has to be an agreement between that country, meaning an agreement between Guatemala and the United States, which there is, Honduras and the United States. But what is happening is the State Department is focused on Europe and other places, and they're not focused in our backyard. So they're not going to tough places like Venezuela or Cuba or Nicaragua, ones that are traditionally not friendly, and creating this, hey, look, you will take your people back or else. They're not doing any of that. That's what you see these numbers of migrants where these countries that do not qualify for Title 42 are ballooning. But here's the deal. When Title 42 goes away, everybody is going to be coming. My guest, West Texas Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez, 50K on the Mexican side of El Paso and Juarez. That's the last number you heard of that's staging? Yes. Yes. I've heard there's over 50,000 migrants waiting for Title 42 to be lifted. These NGOs. Uh, non-government organizations, both on the United States and on the Mexican side, are completely over capacity. Yeah. So uh, buckle up. You're about to be in for a rough ride. I would imagine on the ground, city mayors and county judges and other folks probably a bit nervous, thinking maybe they might see thousands and thousands of folks across in one or two days at a time when everybody is pretty much in neutral. It's Christmas weekend, right? Have thousands yeah, of folks no, flood what, over. Yeah, no, what's sad is, you know, many of these communities along the southern and, and west Texas border are beautiful communities. And El Paso is no different. It's a beautiful, 
compassionate city. And what is because of this crisis, there are literally hundreds of migrants sleeping in the streets. It's, it's near freezing temperatures in El Paso oh, last no. few nights. It, oh, it's, no. it's heartbreaking. I mean, all the way around, it's a bad deal for everybody involved. Whether you live in El Paso, whether you work in El Paso, a Border Patrol agent, a migrant, it's it's a bad deal all the way around. And this is where these these failed policies are evident. And hurting our Border Patrol folks, a few days back you were talking about Border Patrol suicides, folks at CBP as well. Tell me about that. I will say I recently introduced the TAPS Act, Taking Action to Prevent Suicides. And there's been 14 suicides to date by Customs and Border Patrol. This is a historic number. And so they're under an incredible amount of stress. And so this piece of legislation, bipartisan, uh, myself and uh, Congressman Cuellar from Laredo area and a whole bunch of others, Democrats and Republicans have come together. You know, there's some things that where the border divides us, so it shouldn't be that way. One of the things is mental health uh, resiliency for our, our agents. So um, I've been pushing for that. It, it's just an incredible amount of stress. And, and look, it, it, every city along the border has felt this. McAllen has felt it, Brownsville has felt it, Laredo has felt it, Del Rio, Eagle Pass, and uh, and now, sadly, El Paso is, is feeling the brunt of it. But this is, it, it, on a dime, the, the traffic can shift from El Paso to McAllen or somewhere else. It's one of these things that it's a bad deal all the way around, and the only way to do it is, is to change policy. But thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Please have me back. Merry Christmas, Tony, you and your staff. Thank you for the time. All right. Merry Christmas, brother. Tony Gonzalez, our West Texas congressman, Texas 23. This is the Dana Show, broadcasting from far, far away from West Texas. Texas is huge. Man, talk about a long drive. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Yeah, still on the border. We're expecting an influx of folks crossing the border illegally come Wednesday when Title 42 is lifted. Hope something Hope Biden, DHS, Mallorcas, I hope they got something up their sleeve that will prevent that. Otherwise, it'll be real interesting. So stay tuned to The Dana Show. Let's see what happens later in the week. You want to say hi online? It's Sergio at KURV.com. That's that's my email. And also online on Twitter at Sergio Talk. This is The Dana Show. Author John DiGirolamo joins us to discuss his new book about how to protect your kids from Internet predators. I'm Sarah Carter on the latest Sarah Carter Show. I'll also explain how the invasion at our southern border is likely getting much worse really fast. And I'll share a powerful story that proves you can achieve great things regardless of your circumstances if you focus on the possibilities instead of your limitations. Follow The Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. And around this time of year, potato latkes as well. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. That's right. Folks at Temple celebrating Hanukkah last night here in South Texas and, of course, across the nation. Yeah, potato latkes. Yeah, they're real good. It's uh, it's like a potato. It's like a potato a pancake. And, you, man, you can eat it with syrup. Uh, I know my my baby, my 10-year-old, he probably, just like he does when he goes to Red Robin, I've been saying this, anything like, you know those steak potatoes at Red Robin? And if you haven't visited a Red Robin at least once, you should because it's like continuous flow of of these big potato, like the like steak potato, the French fries, the huge suckers. And try them with the ranch. And then they got this little, little orange sauce. It's really good. Yeah, that would have been my baby, my, my 10-year-old Elon. He'd be eating some potato latkes with ranch. Right? You can eat it with everything. So happy happy Hanukkah to 
all our family nationwide as well. And Merry Christmas. You guys be safe. As I told you earlier on the program, nasty, nasty weather moving through the nation's midsection starting like late tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. There might be cancellations left and right. So uh, especially you're going to hit the road because of all the frozen stuff, man, you definitely need to think about changing your schedule, <laughs> maybe get a few days off. And if you're going to leave, you better leave. I mean, I'm thinking like today or, or tomorrow, Tuesday, this is the Monday version of the Dana Show, or... I don't know, just stick around until after Christmas because it's going to get real interesting. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, we're reporting to you from the Southern Command in South Texas. And we should absolutely take uh, aim at that uh, and other uh, anti-competitive actions of big tech. Um, and I think we've got a big problem right now with social media companies and their failure to moderate content and the explosion <laughs> of hate on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Adam full of Schiff. Yeah, <laughs> definitely recognize his voice after all the lies and the failed campaign to try to take down Donald Trump. Well, I, I suppose you probably could make the argument that, yeah, they probably did take down because they convinced a lot of people. Th thanks to social media carrying the water for the leftists and for the Democrats for such a long time. The Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and the multiple impeachments that they went after him for... You know, quid pro quo and all the stupidity that the left carry. And, of course, suppressing information right before the election. And it seems of late we've heard that some people, maybe enough people, would have voted different had they known about, you know, Hunter, the laptop from hell. Forget all the naked pictures. We don't want none of that stuff. It's not about pornography, Hunter Biden and all his sexual escapades and his drug. No, it's about the vice presidency years ago. And perhaps the presidency now being compromised, being sold, special favors, special business deals, the big guy getting a cut of the action, all those things. Adam, full of Schiff, complaining about social media companies and their failure to moderate content. Yeah, from the left's perspective, yeah, you still whine and complain you can't control Twitter anymore, Adam? Now we get to see some... Those files that were suppressed, we get to see the dissent in the medical community. Maybe we see some dissent, more dissent in the meteorological community, scientists that are watching the atmosphere and making guesses on where things might go, and maybe posting blame on Biden as far as his border mess. Welcome to Hour 2 of The Dana Show. I am Sergio Sanchez, and I'm honored again to be with you today. It's the... Dana Show broadcasting from her southern command in deep south Texas. We're still on blessed soil, still in Texas, but just literally 10 miles from the Rio Grande, from the Rio Bravo, from, you know, the Mexico, the river that separates us from Mexico. And yes, my Border Patrol family, on a daily basis, they see lots of traffic. And yeah, man, we, we got a situation this Wednesday. I don't know where things are going. I, I, I do know that in my market here in deep south Texas, across the river, across from McAllen, in the city that I grew up in as a boy, until my, my pre-teen years, actually about right before, well, teens is what, 13, right? So 10, 11 in Reynosa. So that's where I grew up. In. And that community has thousands of people from, you know, from Haiti, from Central America, their non-government organizations, charities, Catholic charities, other people, other ministries that are taking care of a bunch of folks that were kicked out of the country, our country, the U.S., because of... Title 42, this, you know, this 
COVID-era program that kicks people out of the country because, you know, COVID. <laughs> now, the high court might get a hearing on that one here pretty soon, but I, I just I don't see it. I don't see how the high court uh, that, you know, this high court, you know, because it was a D.C. court late last week that declined a delay in the cancellation of 42 of this policy kicks some people out. And it's, a, it's very few people. But again, as I, I was saying on my program this morning, if you have 5 million people under the Biden administration since he took office, ballpark figure, about 5 million people have crossed the border illegally since Joe Biden took office because of his open border mindset. Now, that's around a million and change in the portion of the fiscal year he had when he came in at the end of January last year. So he had a portion of the fiscal year that ended October 31st last year. Now, you have the new fiscal year from October to October this year. And that year, it was over 2 million, 2.3 plus 1 point to something and a quarter, plus the million plus who got away, the getaways. And I'll ask that. I'll share that audio with you with Brandon Judd from the Border Patrol Union. That's a conversation coming up later in the show. So about 5 million people. So even if you have, you know, let's say just a low percentage, like, I don't know, like 5%, because if you don't know this, look, folks who, are, who come into the country illegally, uh, they come in with their family, they stay. All they say is credible fear. I would like asylum, por favor, please, or in whatever language they say, por favor, please. Could be Chinese, could be, you know, some other languages coming in from the Middle East. Yeah, they're coming in from all over the world because they know they can stay asking uh, to be allowed a chance to seek asylum in this country. So as family units, they get to stay. They say credible fear. They get taught by the cartels. They get to stay. Children, by the thousands, tens of tens of thousands of children coming in. And it's a huge industry. Health and Human Services and their branch office, the Office of Refugee Resettlement. They've got contractors that take in these kids. They feed them. They house them. They educate them. And then after a certain amount of time, eventually these kiddos will wiggle their way into the foster care system of our country if, if they don't have next of kin. They have blood kin. Most of the kids eventually do find their blood kin. But some who don't wind up in the foster care system in our country. Isn't that amazing? So, even if you got like 5% of the 5 million, that's still, you know, what is it? 250,000 people coming into this country that a, a huge chunk of them are waiting in Mexico for Title 42. I'm just, I'm just spitballing numbers at you. 10% of 5 million, you know, 500,000, divide that by two, 250,000, take a whole bunch of people that maybe went back, let's say half of that, 125,000. I don't know. I'm spitballing numbers at you because Congressman Tony Gonzalez, if you missed the last hour of the program, you can go back to the podcast and listen to it. Congressman Tony Gonzalez, we got gang and border patrol saying the same thing. We got local, the mayor in West Texas, El, in, in El Paso, has declared a state of emergency because he's expecting thousands of people across the border illegally come. Wednesday or after Wednesday, Title 42 is lifted. I don't know what the backup plan is by the White House, but they say there's a backup plan. Okay, I, what, a fence? <laughs> Doubt it. Um, a bollard fence? All the steel's rotting out here in a South Texas element. I, I don't know what it is, but if, if nothing is done, they're crossing, they're going to see a chance to come to this country and stay because they can't get, be kicked out because of health reasons anymore. So we got that D.C. court 
the circuit court, the appeals court late last week said, yeah, um, we cannot stop, we cannot delay the cancellation of Title 42, this health policy. It has to come to an end. So it might get a hearing at the high court. And if it, it, if it does, I just I don't see how the high court could step in if they would take a decision on this. I mean, after all, it's supposed to be more conservative, right? More limited government-minded, uh, less government. So, yeah, I just don't see them keeping in place unchecked, unlimited power by the executive branch to say something, by some edict. Keep that health edict in place to improvise a solution to the Biden border mess. And, and I would expect to hear from the high court if they say something about this before Wednesday. I would expect them to say, like they said before, this is a job of Congress. This is a job of the representatives. And they're the ones who need to fix this mess. So that's that's the big one. That's the big story that we're watching in the news. Meantime, I, I saw buried in the headlines again. Mayor Eric Adams from New York City. Eric Adams. He's sounding the alarm over the expected flood of illegal immigrants headed towards New York. Now, thanks to Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas, I understand we continue to send charter buses, we come real comfortable charter buses up to the nation's capital, up to New York, Illinois, other places. So we're, we're sharing redistributing uh, all this um, all this welfare that we, you know, after all their sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, they promised that they would help, so we're sending them you know, what they committed to help with, which is the quote-unquote migrant community. There's one word missing, illegal migrant, because they didn't come here legally. They're, they're bending the rules. Either way, New York Mayor Eric Adams sounding the alarm. He's expecting a flood. We're expecting a flood here in Texas. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope something pops up here between now and Wednesday. But if it does, Eric Adams already sounding the alarm up northeast up in New York City. He's expecting more buses. And he said this Sunday the buses coming from the border, the potential of more than a thousand, quote unquote, you know, I'm putting the quotes on this, air quotes, asylum seekers arriving in New York City every week. Well, Mayor, time to put that money where your mouth is and all your other lawmakers up northeast because you're so generous. You're going to welcome them with open arms. You're going to feed them and house them and send them to school. You know, everything that you haven't done for the homeless veterans and for communities in and around Metro New York, folks living in housing projects, kids going to schools and more like killing fields. Instead of providing for your people up in New York, you'll be providing for all these folks headed up to New York. Adams saying that the mayor, Eric Adams in New York, saying the, the city's New York shelter system is full. And he's barking at the Biden administration to do something, Congress to provide more money. Got news for you, Mayor. It's Christmas time. And these dudes and dudettes, they're leaving town come Friday. Come hell or high water, they're leaving town, and they won't be back to work until early January when they swear in a new Congress. And good luck with the Republican Congress giving you any extra cash. You're going to have to find that money up in New York from, I don't know, I, I heard the other day they had this new office of rat extermination, some new czar for rat extermination. Well, you can take it out of there and provide for the 1,000 illegal immigrants headed to your to your state, to your city. Compliments of Texas and all the charter buses on the way. If, if we see a flood 
of illegals on Wednesday. Other news I saw this weekend, I'm hoping that I can share with you a conversation with Father Frank Pavone. If you're news and information junkie, you know who Father Frank Pavone. If you are a definitely a God-fearing person, we're going to parish or going to church and getting involved in, you know, the the culture war specifically for decades now, which is the war to protect the undelivered human child, the infant, the, the babies, priest for life, Dr. Father Frank Pavone, priest for life, to be defrocked, to be kicked out. What? 34 years in the priesthood, and he is the tip of the spear. Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priest for Life. The accusation, he's He's been blasphemous. I got some initial quotes from him from a press release. And again, I'm hoping to have a conversation with him tomorrow morning that I can share on my program then come and bring it to you on the Dana show. So what's going on? If you see his face, oh, that's right, that's a priest that's fighting for babies to be born, bring in and fulfill their life's destiny in this universe. Uh, Father Frank, in one of the quotes this morning, said that this is just the latest long list of excuses by some bishops to attack me, said Father Frank. How about we focus on what my ministry and I have been doing for three decades, helping parishes provide alternatives to abortion. And those who got involved in abortion, the doctors bring them back. The women bring them back and counsel them and do Christ's ministry. So hopefully I can share with you a conversation with Dr. Frank, uh, with Father Frank Pavone tomorrow on The Dana Show. Let's see other headlines of the day. Let's see what we have here. Avatar, The Way of Water. Number one, as expected, the box of $134 million. But in, in multiple conversations with other friends that are either fat guy at the movies, Kevin Carr, I love, I love speaking with him, and, and movie mom, Nelman, and other people, the $134 million needs to be repeated every weekend, like for several weeks, for the all-time grossing movie Avatar. This dude, James Cameron, he needs to match what he did with Avatar 1. So that means people need to go back to the theater over and over and over, just like they did for Titanic. How many times did, when Titanic came out, were you one of those who went to the theater over and over, and either the love, the sappy love story got you, Leonardo DiCaprio, or it was the boat sinking, and oh, the heartbreak of People just kept going back. I don't know if they're going to go back over and over to see this one to make back the money that they spent on this. Anyway, it was number one at the box office this past weekend, $134 million. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show, broadcasting from our Southern Command. You want to say hello online on Twitter. It's at Sergio Talk. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's The Dana Show. And a happy Hanukkah. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're reporting to you from the Dana Show Southern Command on the Texas Mexican border. We're expecting a tsunami of humanity coming across the border on Wednesday as Title 42 is lifted. Well, not exactly, but we'll see what happens. I know West Texas is a key point. We'll talk more about that later in the program. Had a conversation with Brandon Judd from the National Border Patrol. I'll, I'll share with you next hour. And coming up just a little bit, we're going to help out our military retiree family. It's a military big. Captain Dean Wagner with his company, AuthenticallyAmerican.us. 
were making textile. It's a clothing manufacturer based in the U.S. to benefit Captain Wagner and, and his family and other veterans as well. So stick around for that conversation. All right, Steve, well, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. A report saying that millions of misdiagnosed conditions occur in emergency rooms each year. Human Health Services saying the estimate is 7.4 million mistakes in ER annually. 2.6 million people are hurt as a result. And around 370,000 are permanently disabled or die as a result of the ER mistakes. Disney Plus dropping a preview of some of their upcoming content for 2023, including uh, I, one series I got addicted to, which was Loki. There's a part two, season two for Loki coming up. You're listening to The Dana Show from her Southern Command in South Texas, Rio Grande Valley. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi online? It's at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. We begin this morning with the crisis at the southern border. After a year of record-breaking migrant crossings, another surge is looming. On Wednesday, the Biden administration is set to end the controversial Title 42 immigration policy. The order was first put in place by President Trump during the pandemic, ostensibly to stop the spread of COVID-19 in the U.S. It's set to expire on Wednesday after a long legal flight unless the Supreme Court steps in. That's one trivia game that I probably could win. I, I stink at the other you know, trivia games. They sit down at family parties or office parties. But name the voice of the anchor slash reporter, the authoritative pitch of Martha Reddits. I mean, I, you throw me some names, I'd probably be able to identify all these different reporters. Martha Reddits. ABC News finally showing up to the game. Thank you, Martha. Keep at it, muchacha. Keep hitting that piñata. We need all the help we can get to wake up America because obviously too many people went to the polls thinking everything's just fine. Despite the fact that oh, – welcome to Hour 2 of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. And for my friend Dana Lash, we're reporting to you from the Southern Command. We're still in Texas, blessed soil here in South Texas, Rio Grande Valley, Texas, McAllen, Brownsville, studios of KURV. Despite the fact that two-thirds of America think that America is on the wrong path, that was, a, I think, a most recent poll I saw. Yeah, two-thirds of America think our country is morning consult. I think that was, was the uh, poll on that one. Despite two-thirds thinking we're on the wrong path, you guys still voted for Democrats and incumbents. Arizona, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania had a peculiar stink to it. What's the matter with you people? You guys still voted all these darn damn damn Democrats back in. <laughs> what's, what's the matter with you? Oh, oh, yeah, we're on the wrong track. Oh, let me continue voting Democrat. <laughs> it's... You know, I know, and I do hope, I'm probably not going to get it, but, you know, at Republican leadership, not for the Republican sake, but for our country's sake, to get some better ideas, and, and they, you know, with a competition with the other team, you know, the so-called conservatives, the, the more smaller government-minded individuals, you know, the Republicans, you know, get, get some spying in there. You guys need a better marketing team. You've always needed a better marketing team, and I hope... I'm probably not going to get it. I didn't ask Santa for it, so I know for sure you know I'm not going to get it. Yeah, Ronald McDaniel, you guys need new leadership. Now this, it, it was, it was a wiffle ball. 
You guys should have, this touchdown, you guys should have walked it in, and you didn't. This, you guys suck at messaging on, on the re- Republican side. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, walking in uh, a touchdown, uh, I want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, let me explain something. Here in South Texas, and, and online, if you find me on, on Facebook, just having fun and posting pictures of my kids and having fun. Um, here in South Texas, I call myself the chairman of the Dallas Cowboy Hating Society. And I was having all sorts of fun. I, you have to admit, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, look, it's, it's embarrassing to clinch the playoffs, to make the playoffs, you having to stay up late into the night on Sunday night football to see if the Washington Redskins commanders can pull off, you know, you know, a miracle for you to get you in. Right. You need you need the well it happened last night. It, it, they came real close. So I, I saw my my um, Dallas Cowboy fan base. You know, these they're so annoying, the Dallas Cowboy fan. That's that's why I can't stand them. They're, they're, they're so annoying. But they stayed up late tonight because that, that name that game went to overtime. So trying to make sure everything was okay. So yeah. Washington did what they had to do. You know, New York had to do you know, they did what they did, and Dallas is in. But you shouldn't be so – the Cowboys, as much as they say, we damn boys, we damn boys, we're going to Super Bowl, they're not a Super Bowl caliber team. You're not. You barely got away from that high school team out of Houston pretending to be an NFL team. Barely got away. And I, you guys were real quiet last weekend. I didn't see any postings on Twitter. I didn't see any postings on Facebook. I didn't see any trash talk. You guys were real nervous. You guys had to go – Go clean yourselves. Go change your diapers afterwards. You got so nervous. And, and De- Jacksonville got you yesterday. They pinned you. They got you. You're not a championship team. You're in the playoffs because you have to wait for somebody to lose. News flash for my Dallas Cowboy fan, the fan base, all across the nation listening to the Dana show today. Once you enter the playoffs, you have to start winning. You can't be sitting back waiting for somebody to beat some other team for you to advance. That's not going to work that way. When you, you know, that, that, that's the only way you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. A suggestion. You guys might want to start checking online. Yeah, I know. We, you dumb boys, you dumb boys, and you're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're going to the Super Bowl. You better start setting aside those tickets to Arizona already. Go online and start buying those tickets. That's the only way you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Number of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, nearing an all-time high. Lending Club had that number, 63% last week. I was showing, sharing with you earlier the, the box office numbers had that new Avatar movie at number one. And I'm looking at this, and, and I thank God for his provision and, and, and my family. And uh, to date, I, I have to say, we live, you know, we're, I'm not raking in Rush Limbaugh dollars. <laughs> Far from that. And I, I hope to. Suddenly that's that's the blessing of this country. That's the blessing of, of America and our system, the way it is. Maybe someday, maybe someday, I discipline myself enough, start writing something, and m- maybe someday get those rush. In other words, to have a little bit, no, a lot extra as far as expendable income. But right now, we're very comfortable. Thank God that we live in this country. I got my gig, my wife uh, teaching at the University of County for years and years. She's super smart. So we're we're comfortable, but still, you know, I, with inflation the way it is, sixty three percent 
of American fames, reaching an all-time high, 63%, almost two-thirds, living paycheck to paycheck. And that's kind of scary. The, the, high, the high watermark was 64%. Like Sunday, we go out to eat after church. And, and I, I still recall a time when all four of us, and I know the boys are bigger now, man, the, the mouths are, <laughs> the bellies are much bigger now to, to try to feed. But I recall, you know, it used to be 60, 70, 75 bucks going out to eat. It's now north of 100 every time. And that means I'm going out less every time. And with tip, if everybody gets a soft drink, everybody gets a lemonade, everybody gets an entree, you know, gets a plate, and we get the chips, you know, the charge for the chips as well, and then the dessert, man, that's north of 125 at just a regular sit down family restaurant. And for the movies, it's definitely a hundred bucks, isn't it? A hundred bucks every time you go to the movie theater. I th- and I'll just sidebar mentions because with the boys, and if, if they have good movies, we, we do try to take them out because that's pretty much the only thing we have to do down here. That's that's quick, right? Go and do something quick. Yeah, they have like these old movie clubs or subscription where they give you a, a ticket and they give you discounts on food and drinks. Yeah, that that stuff works. And I, but I still take my, I still in my jacket, I still hide like a double cheeseburger from Burger King going in there. Or maybe I'll go to to alleged Taco Bell and get like a get like a quesadilla folded in my pocket. Mmm, sir, you smell delicious. What is that cologne? Oh yeah, it's a chicken and cheese with cilantro. It's that's the new new cologne. All right, I've got about 17 minutes left in the hour. And as I promised you, a conversation, trying to do some good on behalf of a veteran, served our country, and bringing manufacturing and jobs to our country through textile, through authenticallyamerican.us. Here's my conversation with Captain Dean Wagner, who has some good ideas as far as stocking stuffers for you. Captain Dean Wagner is a helicopter pilot, Ranger, West Point grad, U.S. Army veteran. Captain Dean Wagner is our guest. And before I talk about your company, sir, tell us a little bit about your your service to our country. Well, I appreciate that. It truly was an honor to serve our great nation. And I had the honor of graduating from West Point in 1993, went to flight school to learn how to fly helicopters, then had a unique opportunity to attend the Army Special Forces Ranger School and served seven years active duty and have the most incredible memories of the amazing men and women I served with. I know your your passion is to protect our country, and now you're in the market trying to protect our country as well. So tell me a little bit about your company, Authentically American. What is it? What are you selling, Dean? Sergio, we are an apparel brand. We have amazing product, and it's all made here in the U.S. And to give you and your listeners an idea how rare American made is in the apparel industry, when I graduated from West Point 93, over 50% was made in the U.S., Today, it's down to 3.5. 3.5 is all that's made here. Isn't that amazing? With, with everything that we need, even from the government's perspective or the military, please tell me, Dean, that our uniforms, all types of uniforms in our military, please tell me at least those, the hats, everything, berets, all those are being manufactured, weaved, sewn in the U.S., yes? Yes, that is the case. There's the Berry Amendment. There were a couple isolated instances historically where that's been deviated, but the Berry Amendment is a law that says everything for our military has to be sourced, produced, and manufactured here in the U.S., but I believe there is a greater opportunity not just for our men and women in uniform, but for you and I as individual consumers, for you as a business owner, for you as a charity, 
to make an intentional choice for American Made. And yeah. that's what we're all about, Sergio. I joke that we're an overnight success story five years in the making. You know, so, more and more people now are making that intentional choice. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your clothing line. What, what is it that you offer? So we offer most anything and everything you would choose for everyday wear, whether it's a t-shirt, polo, hoodie, socks, jacket, anything like that. Yeah. The only thing we don't really carry, carry is on the dress side, whether it's suits and sport coats. Yeah. But most every day you can make that intentional choice when you wake up to make a American-made option, whether it's a t-shirt, polo, quarter zip, hoodie, anything along those lines. So think of casual everyday you know, you could think of a Nike, Polo, a brand like that, but all made here in the U.S. Where do you manufacture your clothing? What state? So 11 states across the U.S. So we have amazing T-shirts that we produce in Texas. We have socks in North Carolina. We have some fun Hawaiian shirts we make in Georgia. So all across the U.S. and you being down there in Texas, love that. That is one of the states we where you have a manufacturing facility. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I hope that the states you chose are right-to-work states. You don't want to shut down operations, <laughs> you know, like overpriced, expensive coffee brand employees that sit down and have a coffee clutch while the customers want their coffee. You know how things are when it comes to unions. So, so most of the states that you are in, are they right-to-work? They are. The vast majority are. And, you know, our belief in the American worker extends also to providing a very livable wage and a affordable, you know, environment and a great environment to work in. And we don't own these facilities. They're contracted, but we have visited all of our facilities and we go to great lengths to partner with our contract manufacturers to make sure they as well are taking great care of the American worker. You know, I I went to your website and... To authentically American. Hang on a second. Let me make sure I get the right one. Dot U.S. Okay, authentically American dot U.S. There you are. Now I see you. Yeah, I was going to ask you and about... Sergio, where... The, the margins, because it's made in the U.S. Do you find that you have to sacrifice quite a bit when it comes to margins? You got to profit as well. Sergio, we have been able to make that work, and that is a business model choice. So we have amazing product. It's all made in the U.S., but you can't go to Amazon. You can't go to Macy's. You can only buy Authentically American on our website or partnering with my team if you're a business and want polos with your business name on it. So that is the way we make it work is by cutting out the middleman and going direct. Yeah, the prices are, are very fair. They're very affordable. Do you find that veterans come and shop at your place based on the service branch? And do you provide a specific service branch? Sergio, it's so funny to hear you say that because uh-huh. COVID really forced us to focus. And as we looked at the numbers, we looked at the data, we found that veterans really resonated, really responded to our brand. So Excellent. if you look at the colleges, for example, that we have licenses, there's West Point, Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, VMI, Citadel. So all the military colleges uh, and on the client side the corporate side of our business veteran-owned and veteran-operated businesses and veteran-focused charities is absolutely the sweet spot for our business and where our business resonates most okay do you provide in oh, let me reintroduce you uh, dean wagner u.s veteran uh, captain dean wagner he's ceo of authentically american that's a u.s based clothing manufacturer, authenticallyamerican.us is his website. Real quick, can you make in bulk, like you were mentioning company logos and things, can you make like 
hundreds of shirts for some big company if that the order came in. Absolutely. We have now nine Fortune 500 clients that we work with. We're in discussions with 51 more. And our minimum on one of the spectrum is only 12. On the opposite end, we had a top 10 accounting firm last week order 27,000 t-shirts. Wow. Okay. 27,000 t-shirts. So we want to have a solution for small businesses. But if you want to order big time from us, we can accommodate that as well. Thank you, Dean. And we wish you great success. AuthenticallyAmerican.us at CEO Dean Wagner. Appreciate you listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays from all the gang at The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez broadcasting to you today from her Southern Command in South Texas. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Oh, we've got lots of love, lots of love in this Florida Man edition. Let's see if I can get to these two couples. Newlywed couple from Alabama. Rocky start for these two. Oh, it's a darn shame. They they save themselves for marriage, right? They wind up heartbreakingly spending wedding night in jail. So they're from Alabama. On the way to Florida for their honeymoon, they were stopped by the cops. So the cops uh, did a search. They found marijuana, ecstasy, all sorts of drug paraphernalia. They got a gun. Plenty of charges for these two. They spent the night in jail, separate from each other. The charges, drug possession, paraphernalia, violating probation. Oh, they had a pistol with them. Yeah, that's usually an issue when you try to get a pistol and you get a, you got a previous crime. So, Florida man facing charges after allegedly hitting his wife with a Christmas tree. This one is from Lake County. Help it happened outside Orlando. Sheriff's office saying Richard Atchison, uh, his wife asked him to help her make dinner. Like, like come to the kitchen, make dinner. Uh, he wasn't gonna, he was, had been drinking, grabbed the Christmas tree, threw it at her as a spear. Well, he's facing charges as well. From South Texas, you're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hello, you got to go online Twitter at Sergio Talk. I don't, I don't hear a lot about immigration from voters except people on the far right that, that always want to gain political um, advantage by talking about it. Wow. Sherrod Brown from Ohio. Senator from Ohio. Sherrod Brown. Sherrod Brown. Democrat. Only only a Democrat could say something so stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just the darn truth. Chihuahua. He's from Ohio. I know he's far, far away from the border, but he's got plenty of illegal immigrants living around him and farming communities. Folks living you know, the underbelly society and the dark alleys trying to make a buck somewhere out there for some manufacturers that are exploiting them as the new slave labor. This is hour three of the Dana Show. How are you, amigo? I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting the Dana Show from her southern command, the KURV Talk Radio Studios, McAllen, Texas, RGV of Texas, one of the many homes of our buddy Elon Musk. I say that loving. He's a, he's a neighbor. He's got his SpaceX thing down here in South Texas. So Sherrod Brown saying he doesn't hear the whole thing about immigration, except you know people on the far, far right, all these radical extremists, all these table-pounding, Bible-thumping, gun-carrying conservatives, all these extremists who hate immigrants. 
No, we um, we hate the issue of illegal aliens, illegal immigration, the the chaos that is at our border. I suppose we should send uh, Senator Brown a um, the phone number or email for the Democrat mayor from El Paso. He's a car dealership owner, Mayor Oscar Leeser, right? I hope that's the way you say Well, that's the way I say his name. That's why I say it. It's Oscar Leeser. Of course, it makes sense that you'd be selling cars or leasing cars with a game like, like, a game like Oscar Leeser. Well, he's a Democrat. Go check out the Texas Tribune, all the write-ups. This dude, Mayor Oscar Leeser in El Paso, Texas, he's a, a Democrat. And he has declared a state of emergency in his city because on Wednesday, if you're just joining the program, I've been talking a little bit about this Title 42 health-related policy that's supposed to come to an end this Wednesday. And individuals who got kicked out, the small percentage of individuals that got kicked out of the country because they're single male, single female from certain countries where Border Patrol could still round them up and immediately kick them up because of the health-related policy, the health concern related to COVID, which is already done. But they're still using it to, you know, try to decrease, try to shave just a little bit. And it's literally shaving just a portion off of that coin. It's just a little bit that they're sending back. We've had 5 million illegal crossings under Joe Biden since he took office because he pretty much opened the border. We've had in a couple of a portion of a fiscal period and a full fiscal period now um, over three million gotaways over a million before you round up everybody about a, five million people and a small percentage has been sent back their way they're chomping to the bit to get back and now we have a state of emergency in the city of El Paso. If you're just joining us, amigo, we got some nasty weather. I'm sure you've been paying attention to that. Hitting the nation's midsection, coming southwest, midsection, going through the south. It's going to be nice and cold. You know, for me, it's good news in South Texas because I love cold weather. Fat dudes love cold weather. I love cold weather, especially at the appropriate time, which would be Christmas. Bad thing is, because of this magnet that Joe Biden has created, we have at this moment, Lord knows how many thousands of individuals they're walking this way, walking towards the border, dreaming, hoping to cross the border illegally. Maybe they come with their family units. They come with family members. Maybe they're sending the kids on their own. Maybe they come with a rent-a-kid, some child that's been cycled over and over again down to Central America to, to bring other illegals across the border. They're hoping to get across the border, but it's going to get nasty cold, like dangerously cold. The state of emergency in El Paso and West Texas is to try to find enough square footage warm enough to survive the cold freeze that's expected Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night in Texas, in West Texas. And that cold weather's making all the way down past Laredo, which is west of me, Del Rio, further north on the river, Eagle Pass as well, and all the way down to deep south Texas. I, for me, here in deep south Texas, you want to look up the, on the map, Rio Grande Valley, Texas is the tip of Texas, the southern tip of Texas, the one that looks real pretty, the little tip at the very bottom. We have a little SpaceX launch facility there with Elon right there at the beach, and then you see the tip of Texas. That's where I'm at. That's where the Rio Grande Valley is. And we're going to be in the 20s. So anybody that's not paying attention to the news, headed this way as quickly as possible, uh, trying to cross the border, after Title 42 is done on, on Wednesday, they keep hearing, I'm sure they keep hearing on Univision and Telemundo and all the TV stations. I'm sure they keep hearing that Title 42 is coming to an end, and everybody's going to be allowed to, to come in and stay. 
They're going to cross the border at a dangerous time when it's super, super cold. That's why they have a state of emergency in West Texas, because they're expecting a flood of humanity. Meantime, the chaos, drug smuggling, human trafficking, lawlessness at the border continues. I, I just want to, I, I, I have never had a chance to meet Bill Malugin. He's down here constantly in, on my border. I just, I, I've never made the time, and I apologize. Bill Malugin from Fox News has done a great job covering the border crisis, the Biden border mess, as I refer to it. He's constantly on the front lines interviewing people and and taking drone footage of huge delegations, huge groups of human beings coming in. And um, I hope to, to meet him here pretty soon. I, I have to say kudos to, to Bill, his team, and give credit where credit is due. Because part of the tragedy here is the irresponsible behavior of decision-making, the journalistic malpractice that continues. Now, I had a cut from from Martha Raddatz over at ABC News. They did a pretty comprehensive report. Well, welcome to the game, ABC. We need more of what Fox News is doing. We need ABC News and CBS. CBS was on it this past weekend. They had Congressman Henry Quayer, Democrat, from the border just west of me. They had him, and he was very concerned that Title 42 would lead to a flood of thousands of illegal immigrants once they know that they they can't be sent back immediately. Because after all, they they get sent back, they lose all that money that they pay the cartels to get across the river. So they, after Wednesday, if Title 42 is lifted and nothing is done, we're going to have all these people. So Henry Quayer was on CBS, ABC News. You guys need to do more, more of the work. Balanced if you want. Maybe, I don't know, if, if you feel guilty, you, you feel dirty, then maybe you're beating up on illegal immigrants or illegal migrants. You don't even want to, want to use the word illegal. Just tell the story. It's happening every single day. The deaths are daily on the river in the southwest in ranch country. You guys at ABC and CBS, you guys need to do a much better job. Just like Fox does, just like Bill Malugin does, just like the team at Fox. This past weekend, I had the pleasure of finally meeting Brian Kilmeade from Fox. He's down here was signing books. And when we were at that book signing, we had, of the large group of people that came in and patiently stood in line, there were a good number of teachers and a good chunk of ranch and farm owners. And here they came from the from out far away, miles away from the country. They came down here to uh, the Amigo Power Implement Company in Edinburgh to say hi to him and to tell Brian, thank you first of all for shining a light on the Biden border mess and the continuing illegal immigration problem. But they came to share their stories of mayhem, destruction, fear, middle of the night encounters with coyotes, the people smugglers, the human smugglers. And when they go out to the vast acreage that they own to find bodies, human beings left by the coyotes, the human smugglers, just abandoned to die in the elements in the heat of South Texas. Thirsty, they, they, they are injured, and they're left to, to rot in ranch country. And you, you never hear about that, do you, amigo, right? It's real. It's daily. The numbers are just beyond shocking, just jaw-dropping, amazing. But, see, that's part of the journalistic malpractice in this country, that the major networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, NBC, they're, they're not 
uh, forget the Clueless News Network. They're completely lost already. They used to be a great news organization. For the sake, you could, I could say for the sake of national security, if that doesn't interest you, eh. For the sake of, I don't know, for, of what is right, you know, legal migration versus illegal migration, for the sake of perhaps taking away a, a funding source for the cartels, for the coyotes, for the smugglers, because they're making hand, they're making money hand over fist. These cartels, this illegal immigrant trade. But for what you guys normally represent on the left, on the hard left, you guys, the decision makers, the the news, the editors, the assignments editors, you guys making decisions at the networks, NBC, ABC, CBS, and yes, that clueless news network. You guys, for humanity's sake. Just for the very fact that this magnet that Joe Biden has created is luring thousands of individuals from many parts of the world to their death. Gruesome, painful, excruciating death. Either drowning in the river, left on the riverbank, gasping for air for Lord knows how long until they succumb. Dying of thirst. Being, you know, got the vultures waiting for them to die in the desert southwest and ranch country here in South Texas. And some of these individuals, I got these ranchers and farmers that came down to meet my friend Brian Kilmeade for this book signing this past weekend, telling him stories of how certain smugglers, coyotes, and, and cartel individuals will behead here on U.S. soil, not just in Mexico. All the grotesque news out of Mexico, the, the cartel wars, it happens in ranch country here in South Texas. And these ranchers and farmers, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll behead individuals. They will, they will hang individuals to send a statement from one cartel runner to another cartel runner. They will abandon groups of individuals to die and will find carcasses, will find bodies all over the place. It is awful. It is real. And all of this, the one who's responsible for the exponential growth of all this death, all this tragedy, this, this human story that is yet to be told by major networks in our country. Joe Biden is at fault. And when he's on the border, he's too busy. Like when he was in Arizona a few days back, he's too busy to go to the border. And thank goodness for that one report out there. Hey, why are you not going to the border? Why are you not going to the border? Oh, I got better things to do. That's embarrassing. Let me play that little cut from Bill Malucci and give you a chance uh, to hear you know, one of his reports. It's cut 11, Steve, with the one I was thinking about. Go ahead. Then we'll take you out to Yuma, Arizona. Take a look at this photo. Uh, Border Patrol agents in the open desert east of Yuma patrolling find two abandoned backpacks on the ground. And in those backpacks, full of meth, 90 pounds of meth worth over $150,000 on the streets, obviously dropped and abandoned by suspected drug smugglers, highlighting the fact that there are illegal immigrants trying to backpack this stuff into our country. Then we'll take you out to the Tucson sector. Take a look at these wild photos. Agents pulled over a vehicle near Wilcox, Arizona, after it uh, tried to circumvent a checkpoint on the highway. Inside, they find nine illegal immigrants all piled on top of each other in this little SUV being smuggled. There were two U.S. citizens driving that vehicle. They were both arrested and charged with human smuggling. And then last... In the meantime, there was another cut. I don't have time to play it. But some of the legal team defending Joe Biden for not paying attention to the border and the mess that he has created... 
he doesn't visit the border because his motorcade would cause a traffic jam. That's beyond embarrassing. Got a conversation I want to share with you with the, one of the directors of the Border Patrol Union coming up in just a few minutes. Stick around for that because we're watching the clock, waiting to see what happens with Title 42. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash, and we're broadcasting to you from near the U.S.-Mexico border, about 10 miles away. The river's 10 miles away here in McAllen, Texas. You want to say hello online, my email is sergio at kurv.com. That's sergio at kurv.com. Or on Twitter at Sergio Talk. This is The Dana Show. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. Appreciate you joining us today. Monday. Yesterday, I saw folks nearby at their Jewish temple. All the cars were there. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from all the crew here at The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana. Stick around. I'm going to share with you a conversation I had just a couple hours back with Brandon Judd. He's the one of the leaders for the National Border Patrol Office, the Union Office. And thank, normally, I don't say thank God for Union. Now, I'm glad their history contributed mightily to making a lot of, you know, correcting a lot of wrongs on the front lines of, of workforce and, you know, protecting people, protecting kids and safety and all that. Good, 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 good. But nowadays, it's, you guys are just too fat, bloated, and corrupt. But normally, I don't say thank God for unions, but in this case, which that's another thing. I'm not sure if on the federal level, you know, they should be doing the whole union thing as far as taking our tax dollars. But either way. The uh, Border Patrol Union can speak freely. They always do. So as we do the countdown for um, Title 42, um, I'm going to share that conversation with you, what we're looking at here as we're looking at Wednesday. Meantime, Steve, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Give me a hard countdown, Steve, because I didn't touch the go clock on this thing. A New York City bishop robbed during his live stream sermon. I remember this. Somebody came in and took his fancy Rolex watch, expensive watch and jewelry and robbed people. A New York City bishop robbed during his live stream sermon earlier this year. This bishop, this dude is now facing federal fraud charges. The feds say that Lamar Whitehead defrauded one of his parishioners out of his, out of her retirement savings. Try to extort a businessman while also lying to the FBI. Feds saying that this pastor got money, other valuables from people by either threatening them or lying to them. Pastor, or excuse me, Bishop Whitehead now charged with extortion, making false material statements to the FBI. All bunch of charges against this guy. A norovirus linked to raw oysters from Texas is breaking out in several southern states. CDC saying restaurants and retailers should not serve raw oysters from Galveston Bay harvested in late November or early December. If I get any raw oysters, they better be from a farm if they're still doing that. You're listening to The Dana Show, broadcasting from our Southern Command in South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi on Twitter? It's at Sergio Talk. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Democrats, meanwhile, may have a false sense of security, acting like they won the midterms. But they did lose the House, and they did lose the popular vote. Chuck Todd. 
You know, they lost the House, not by much. They did hang on to a lot of seats. And I would say, like I said earlier, most of that, I think, is because Republican, lack of proper Republican messaging and work in key states, Arizona, Pennsylvania, even at the national leadership. I know I'm not going to get it, but I, I, how I wish someone else would lead the Republican Party to victory in 24. There are many, many more seats that are up for grabs on the Senate side to control the Senate. If you properly message, you know, two-thirds of Americans don't believe the country's on the right track, you just need to properly message this. Stick to the issues when it comes to running a political campaign. Educate the public. Now, don't wait till election time. Just my opinion. I would hope and pray that they choose somebody else than Ronald McDaniel. That's just me. That's just me. Because the midterms was was embarrassing. Chuck Dodd on the Democrats acting like they won the midterms. Democrats are going to continue shooting themselves in the photo. By the way, this is hour three of the Dana Show. Hello, friend. I'm, I'm Sergio Sanchez and for our friend Dana Lash. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Hanukkah. You guys be safe if you're, if you're driving out there headed to see family. You better leave early because we've got a nasty freezing storm system. The nation's midsection headed to Texas here. The news this hour, I know some of y'all listen to the show later, but the news this hour, that House committee, J6, the January 6th committee, investigating the the Capitol riot. Yeah, they did what they were expected to do, refer criminal charges against former President Trump. So the Justice Department continues this investigation. They got nothing, nothing. All it is, they have this, this obsession, this syndrome, this hating Trump. The only ones keeping Donald Trump in the news are his political enemies. J6 had its, that committee had its final gasp today. That's it. They're done. But think about it, amigo. Would would I be mentioned, and I don't care about this crap because it's all completely leftist. It's biased. It They do nothing but hate on Trump. It's not a real investigation. And there's nothing there. There's plenty of audio. There's plenty of communications to show Donald Trump and try to calm things out and never incited this, this crowd. But would I be mentioning this to you would the top of the hour news that obsesses about this crap would they be talking about this if jake six wouldn't be referring these criminal you know investigations to the justice department no the only one the only ones keeping donald trump in the news are his political enemies those who hate him in congress and they're going to continue shooting themselves in the foot in the meantime republicans need to properly message pocketbook issues real health and pocketbook issues and security issues in our country. That's why you need new leadership, new leadership at the Republican you know, power, the get-together, the National Committee. You need new leadership to properly message us. You need a new strategy. Anyway, enough on that. I need to share with you a conversation that I had with one of the leaders, Brandon Judge, is one of the leaders for the Border Patrol Union. We're looking at the uh, the, the clock is ticking towards Wednesday, the removal of Title 42. Go ahead, Steve. Title 42 is supposed to be lifted Wednesday. We have uh, several court issues moving on immigration. One has remained in Mexico, the other one, Title 42. Brandon Judd, he's with National Border Patrol Office. Let's start with remain in Mexico, Brandon. All right. So remain in Mexico needs to stay for a while. And for working people, explain how that works, that remain in Mexico program works. 
so Remain in Mexico was, uh, you know, you, we always say that you don't want to recreate the will, but unfortunately, under the Trump administration, without legislative action, they, they had to actually create the will. So they came up with a program. Um, I was there working with them on this issue, um, and, and they came up with a program that said if anybody crosses the border illegally and claims asylum, they will be sent back to Mexico pending the adjudication of their of their hearing. Now, what's, what's interesting about that is that our own State Department has certified Mexico as a safe third country. We have a treaty with Mexico affirming that they are a safe third country. Um, and so when they came up with the Remain in Mexico program, it was absolutely humane because um, of the treaties that we have with Mexico and our State Department declaring that Mexico was a safe third country. Um, but unfortunately, when the Biden administration um, took office, and, and we know we know what happens um, when you when you run for office, uh, you run on a certain platform. And the Biden administration ran on the platform that they were going to undo all of President Trump's um, immigration policy. So when they came in, they immediately, immediately um, uh, rescinded remain in Mexico. And when they did that, that's what caused the explosion that we're seeing today. Um, the reason why remain in Mexico was so was so successful is because people cross our borders illegally if they think that they're going to be released into the United States. Or in other words, if they believe that they're going to be rewarded for violating our laws, they're going to come. And that's what was happening. And Remain in Mexico put an end to that, what we call the catch and release program. Um, when Biden took office, he, uh, he he rescinded Remain in Mexico. And that's what caused the explosion that we're seeing today. Everybody's crossing the border illegally. Um, there was no way that we could issue a consequence to them um, because claiming asylum is a legal, um, um, actually, it's, it's a right uh, for people. People that, that, that come to our country, um, but there was no consequence to violating our laws. And because there was no consequence, um, people started to come. The, the only thing that we had left was, the, was Title 42, um, and now that's going away, so it's going to become even worse. But Remain in Mexico is a policy that the Biden administration could go right back to that could solve this issue. Unfortunately, his base is so opposed in Mexico. He just won't do what's right for the American people because he's worried about his base. The operative word is could go back to. You see, remain in Mexico, yeah. you know, catapulted all the way to the high court. High court threw it back to a lower court. Lower court last week said, yeah, it, it can still stand. But this is up to Biden, whether he's going to enforce it or not. And we know that he's an open border mindset. So no, despite the fact that it could be applied, it will probably not be applied. Remain in Mexico. So the only thing that we have left is Title 42. Is there? Do you know if there's anything else left out there in the courts, anywhere else that might prevent that curtain from lifting Wednesday? So yes, yeah. Texas, Texas currently has a lawsuit right now. They're hoping they're, they're hoping that uh, that a federal judge will issue an injunction saying that Title 42 must stay in place. Um, but you know that's a that's a hail mary. Uh, the, the problem with it is 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 Title 42 was, was tied into the pandemic. And as the pandemic winds down, um, it's, it becomes more and more difficult to justify because Title 42 is not an immigration policy. It's a health policy um, that says that we have the right to immediately, immediately expel individuals if there is a, a reason for, for health purposes in the United States. Now, if it's not for the pan- pandemic, um, we could say that there are other uh, diseases coming in 
from third world countries that just don't, uh, that, that have basically been eradicated here. But then you're going to have to prove that. You're going to have to prove, well, well, what's the percentage of people that are coming in? And so there's a, there's a lot of problems with that, with using Title 42 as an immigration policy. Um, so we, we really need to get away from using, um, um, you know, health policies, we've got to go back to the immigration issues. We've got to go back to and say, this is an illegal immigration issue. And if we address it that way, um, then we can deal with it. The problem, again, is politicians today, they're too worried about their bases. They're too worried about what is the base going to do. We just saw Senator Sinema um, switch from the Democrat Party to an independent because she knew that that there's already a call for her to be primaried. Um, and, and instead of doing, uh, instead of parties doing what's, be- what's going to be best for a general election, um, they're so worried about these, the, the, the base of the people that are going to kick them out in a primary, and then the generals go down the, down the tubes. Um, and so, look, there's a lot of things that we can do right now. This administration just doesn't have the political will yeah. to do what is necessary to get this under control. National Border Patrol, Brandon Judd, my guest right now. The favorite point of entry, Brandon, where is it? West Texas, Arizona? Uh, <laughs> what is it? So, so it, it really, it's everywhere. Um, it, it, it's going to be where the, the, the cartels are charging the least amount of money. Um, so, you know, historically, for the, for the past uh, 12 years, it's, it's been the Rio Grande Valley. Um, and that's because the Gulf Cartel w- was charging um, a lot less money to cross uh, through the Rio Grande Valley. Um, and now we're, we've seen a shift. We've seen a shift out to, uh, to El Paso, um, Del Rio, uh, Del Rio in the last year and a half. El Paso just started to, to pick up. So it, it, it's where they're going to charge the, the least amount of money. Or if you want to evade apprehension and you want to get away without um, having your fingerprints taken, then it's going to be the Tucson sector. Um, so it really ju- just depends on what you're trying to accomplish, how much you're willing to pay. Um, I expect that once Title 42 goes away, Rio Grande Valley is, is going to get hit really, really hard again. Um, we're going to get hit across the entire southwest border. It's just going to be what is the operating model of that uh, particular cartel that controls all the smuggling in that region. Have there been any orders from D.C., DHS, anyone staging vehicles, tents, equipment? Because I got a West Texas Congress. Nothing. None. Wow. This administration did not prepare They knew. They knew that Title 42 was on its last leg. Everybody knew that for the past seven months. Everybody knew that Title 42 was was eventually going to go away. Everybody knew that the ACLU had that lawsuit out there. Um, And yet this administration did absolutely nothing to prepare. They weathered the storm in the midterm elections. And so they they believe that they're going to be able to weather the storm again. And that's the problem that we see. They do not care about the American people. They care about their own election prospects. And they put their election prospects ahead of the American people. Brandon Judd with the National Border Patrol Union. One of our congressmen says that on the other side of El Paso and Juarez, about 50,000 potential illegal immigrants they crossed once they were sent back and they're waiting for title 42 for that curtain to lift are you able to confirm if there are that many thousands in other parts of the southwest border ready to cross 
after Title Forty Two? No, so so there are there are places like Eagle Pass um, that has a large number of people that are waiting. Um, there there are places south of McAllen um, that have a large number of people waiting. Not fifty thousand, but again, the the, the explosion is going to happen. We we also have to understand that, that right now our border is broken. Even before Title Forty Two ends, our border is already broken. Uh, if we apprehend two thousand people, our resources are stretched. Um, once you once you get to three thousand people a day. Um, this is on a daily basis. Once you get to 3,000 people a day, now you're pulling agents out of the field um, and you're creating artificial gaps for cartels. 4,000 people, it, it just combines. We're up to 8,000 people right now. There are places Jeez. on our border where we only have 20% of our resources patrolling. The cartels control certain stretches of our border as we speak. Once Title 42 goes away, I see the cartels controlling the, our entire southwest border do you think the number of getaways gunaways is also increasing of late oh yeah yeah they did so month over month um we've seen an increase in gotaways uh it was just about seven months ago we had a we had around forty thousand gotaways and it, then it started creeping up towards fifty thousand gotaways um last month we had over seventy thousand gotaways um the, the numbers just keep going up and they're going to continue to go up Unless, unless there is a miracle and this administration decides to prioritize the American people rather than their own um, political agenda. You know, the miracle would be, Brandon, somebody whispering to President Joe, saying, hey, um, oh, you're awake? Okay, look, hey, this is Remain in Mexico thing. We could just send him back because the court says we can keep using it. That'd be the only miracle that, that I see right now is to reimplement Remain it in is. Mexico if you ask for asylum. It is. Go back. That, that, that is the only thing that he could do right now to, right. to, to avert this. But he could. And, and what's funny about it, it's like a light switch. The moment you do it, people stop coming. They're not going to give thousands of dollars to criminal cartels just to be sent back to Mexico. They will give thousands of dollars to criminal cartels if they think that they're going to be released into the United States. And so the moment, the moment you actually put an enforcement mechanism in place, People stop coming. And what's funny about that, and this is what's so head-scratching, um, this actually saves lives. Look at the number of people that are dying in the desert yes. of, of Arizona. Yes. Look at the number of people that are dying crossing the Rio Grande um, River um, that are drowning. There are so many deaths right now, um, and it's all based upon the policies of this administration. So when they say, when they say that they claim to care, that they care about people, all that is is political rhetoric. They prove with their actions that they do not care about life. People are dying because of this administration's policies, yet because it's good for them politically, they continue to go forward. Be safe out there, you and crew. And on this happy note, Merry Christmas, Brandon. Thank you for always being Thank you. there for you us. Too. Brandon Judd with you the too. National Board of Patrol Office. You're in tune with The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in from in for Dana, and we're reporting to you from her southern command right here on the Texas-Mexico border, McAllen, Texas, McAllen, Brownsville, Rio Grande Valley. It's always an honor. Thank you, Dana, for the call. Lord willing, I'll be with you today, tomorrow, Wednesday. You guys be safe if you're hitting the road over the next uh, several days. Pentagon UFO probe finding no evidence of ET. That and a couple of other news notes coming up next on the Dana Show. You want to say hi online? Sergio at KURV.com. That email eventually will wiggle its way to me. You can also say hi on Twitter at Sergio Talk. This is the Dana Show from South Texas. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. 
the Dana Show from South Texas. As always, an honor to be with you. Thank you, family, for tuning in. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Hanukkah as well. As our family, our Jewish family, celebrating Hanukkah. They started yesterday. So festival of lights and lots of presents for the kids over the next several days. I think the present thing is improvised just to keep up with the kids. Ah, I want some gifts, too. But uh, thank you for joining us on, on the Dana Show. A uh, couple of headlines that caught my eye before we look at the, as I call it, the stupid audio of the day. Just <laughs> stupid quotes. The Pentagon saying that their UFO investigation did not yield any evidence that Earth has been visited by extraterrestrials. A senior military leader saying that their UFO investigation led to hundreds of new reports of unidentified flying objects. But so far, they have not seen anything that indicates intelligent alien life. That's the word that I fixated on, intelligent alien life. And I've heard Dana make comments about this on the show before. It's like, why would they? Why would they bother coming here? Things are so screwed up. Humanity is, is a car wreck. But, you know, if they truly are intelligent, they're probably the only thing they're doing. They're, they're probably just like rubbernecking on the intergalactic highway, just kind of looking at the car wreck that is human culture right now. U.S. Customs Border Protection, a big hug to all the gang out there in blue uniforms at the airport to the ports of entry. This one was interesting. U.S. Customs Border Protection finding some zebra bones and giraffe bones. Like, why? At the Dallas airport. What, soup? All right, Steve, well, let's uh, look at the uh, stupid news of the day. All right, Keisha Lance Bottoms, who was the, used to be the mayor of Atlanta, I believe, and worked for the White House, had a great excuse of why Biden hasn't been uh, to the border yet. So uh, here's what she had to say. Remember, Margaret, when the president travels, it's not like you or I jumping on an airplane and getting off and going to our destination. Everything comes to a halt. So all of these things are in consideration for the president. Is that the best use of resources? All of the resources that will be diverted on the ground when the president makes a visit. (laughs) We sure could use some extra law enforcement resources on the ground. Yeah, They'll create a traffic jam, they say. Never stop them from doing a fundraiser, right? <laughs> Creating a traffic jam. We'll see you tomorrow on the program. Again, online, Sergio at KURV.com or on Twitter at Sergio Talk. This is The Dana Show.